Welcome, beautiful souls, to AudiHD, a safe haven where we journey together into the incredible world of individuals who live with not one, but two neurodivergent conditions, autism and ADHD. I'm your host, Ashley, and as someone who experiences both conditions, I'm here to share the beautiful tapestry of human experiences and challenges that we face. Through heartfelt stories, expert insights, and genuine conversations, Join me every other week as we uncover the untold perspectives of the AudiHD community. The beauty in the struggles, the genius in the quirks, and the deep well of resilience that flows within us. We'll shed light on the misconceptions and explore the triumphs, reminding us all that every single person, regardless of their neurodiversity, has a unique and captivating story to tell. So, grab your headphones, cozy up, and prepare to embark on a voyage into the captivating world of AudiHD. Together, let's foster empathy, connection, and understanding. But most importantly, let's embrace the power of living life in full color. We have a special guest, Jess. She is a certified nutritionist with ADHD. To kick off our conversation, could you please tell us about your journey with ADHD? So I wasn't officially diagnosed until the age of 34, but I did know throughout my life that something was off with me. It wasn't until I started watching Instagram reels a few years ago that I realized I had ADHD. It was kind of mind-blowing and so validating the day I was diagnosed. Like, I told you bitches. For years, I had doctors telling me that because I wasn't diagnosed as a kid, I couldn't have it and that it was just depression or anxiety. So a lot of our listeners have either ADHD, autism, or both, and are always looking for ways to improve their daily lives. In your experience, how can a balanced diet impact the overall well-being of individuals with these conditions. So being a nutritionist, I knew there had to be a better way than popping a pill. And this isn't to say medication isn't the answer. Just for me, I was already taking enough medications for other chronic conditions, so I didn't want to add more if I didn't have to. I also felt like a zombie when I did try to medicate. It was a hot mess. Vitamins and minerals play a key role as cofactors in helping the body make those important neurochemicals and an overall brain function. So it was pretty simple. Add in more fruits and veggies, decrease sugars and processed foods. If you're feeding your body things that can't process naturally, everything's going to be out of whack. You say decrease sugars. Does that mean all sugars or just processed sugars? Not all sugars are bad. It's the natural sugars you want in your body. Your body needs sugars to function. It's processed things like candies, pounds of candies. Everything in fast food has sugar in it these days. Really anything that's processed is going to have the bad sugars, if you will. And that's what can contribute to the symptoms heightening in ADHD and autism. And I want to touch real quick, what about food coloring? This is kind of a controversial like topic in this in the nutrition field, but a lot of the food coloring you definitely want to stay away from just because again, it's going to be a processed ingredient, mm-hmm. if you will, and that's where your body can't process it as it would like a natural food dye like clovers or something of the sort where where your body can naturally break it down. Mm -hmm. Do you know by chance what those food dyes do or like what they can cause? So yeah so your body can't cling to them like a natural sugar and it sends these transmitters to your brain that says basically what the fuck is happening (laughs) and it tries to figure out how to break it down and it can't so then it throws your whole body into a slew of different symptoms 
there's been a lot of talk about the connection between gut health and brain function. Can you explain the link between the two, especially for those with ADHD and autism? So there's been a lot of studies done on this, and you can definitely go on Google and type it up. But an imbalanced gut microbiome can lead to inflammation and leaky gut, which could contribute to ADHD and autism symptoms. Um, there's several factors to this, but the biggest is nutritional deficiencies. And I know that you've probably done a lot of research on this too and have seen, um, but nutrient deficiencies should be addressed with the food as medicine approach and supplements to increase deficiencies. So basically what I mean with this is that instead of supplementing everything, you should try eating healthy veggies and meats, and I'll go on about that. But a whole food low inflammatory diet is commonly prescribed, mm -hmm. as you will in the functional medicine approach. Um, low inflammatory diet is a Mediterranean diet. Magnesium and vitamin D are the common deficiencies seen in those with ADHD. Some foods that are great sources of magnesium are avocados, pumpkin seed, almonds, chickpeas, and dark chocolate. Foods that are high in vitamin D are cod liver oil, salmon, tuna, and fortified milk. And by fortified milk, I just mean like vitamin D milk, um, anything that has that added supplement to it, really, which is most milk products these days. Adding most any omega-3 fish oil is going to give you the best of both worlds, too, because it has magnesium and the vitamin D in it. So many people with ADHD and autism experience sensory sensitivities, which can influence their food choices. How do you suggest navigating this challenge to ensure a diverse and nutritious diet? I really had an issue with this when I started eating fish because it Same. was slimy. Mm -hmm. It was so gross. But smoothies are a great option to make sure you're getting everything you so need. So fish smoothie, got it. Fish smoothie. <laughs> no, they make omega-3 powder that you can mix in with a smoothie. Shut up, are you serious? Yes. So if you're unable to eat certain foods that contain high nutrients, it's not the end of the world if you have to supplement. There are many people out there, like you and I, mm -hmm. who have seen a decrease in their symptoms with supplementing alone. Very true. As a nutritionist with ADHD, you have a unique perspective of the benefits of certain foods and nutrients for those with neurodiverse conditions. Can you share your top three brain-boosting foods that can help improve focus and cognitive function? My top three favorites are omega-3, saffron, and magnesium. And I definitely see a difference when I'm taking all three. There's less fog and there's more focus. I tend to have less sensory issues and I can actually function without feeling like a zombie, like a lot of the prescribed medications make me feel personally. This is a really great, usually cheap alternative to prescription medications like Adderall. Which symptoms do you see decrease with using the natural supplements. So for me, the saffron has helped me focus a lot. Not enough now that I'm off my stratera that I can go without medication. So I started a new one today, but enough that I don't need as much medication so that I'm hopefully also not going to feel like a zombie because that's exactly what medication does to me as well. The magnesium has helped so much with ADHD anxiety, and I cannot stress that enough. What started you on the journey of taking supplements? You, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Nice. Yep. Because I, I was like just, I was, I was going down my medication road having a grand old shitty time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have always loved supplementing more than taking medication. Like that's always been my first choice. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know where to start when it came to ADHD medication, autism. I had no clue where to go. Uh, between you and, believe it or not, TikTok. All right. 
I found a place to start. Okay. You recommended Saffron. It was all over TikTok, as was Magnesium. Not many people on TikTok talk about Omega-3s, but that is huge and very helpful. But yeah, I would never have started on the Saffron without your suggestion because I don't trust TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meal planning and preparation can be challenging for individuals with ADHD and autism, especially when it comes to maintaining a balanced diet. So what are some strategies or tools you recommend for simplifying this process and staying on track? Meal planning requires decision-making, planning, prioritizing, all of which are executive function skills. Because ADHD can lead to struggles with executive function skills, the struggle makes sense. The good news is that meal planning is a skill and skills can be learned even when you have ADHD. This one is going to take practice and where supplements are going to come in handy until you find your routine. We would always meal prep every Sunday for the week ahead of us. Keep it simple. Don't try to create these extraordinary dishes. Keep it to a simple meat and veggie if you need to. The Mediterranean diet is incredibly easy to follow and a lot of texture safe foods. And it helps to put in my calendar with a reminder to meal prep every Sunday. Make a master list of 10 recipes you love the most. That way you're not feeling overwhelmed and always plan for a day for leftovers. And I want to touch on that where you say make a list of 10 recipes that you love the most. Cannot push that enough, especially simple to make ones for days that you are just not feeling it Yep, because they happen frequently. Texture safe, easy meals for when you're having low energy days. And the flavor is really not overwhelming in Mm -hmm. the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Which I know a lot of recipes can just be too much Mm -hmm. and it throws you into this frenzy. Yeah. So there's a lot of misinformation out there about various diets and their impact on ADHD and autism. What are some common misconceptions that you've encountered and how do you debunk them? That sugar causes ADHD or autism. Um, I think this is the worst one out there. Your body needs sugar to function and not all sugars are bad. Natural sugars are safe to consume and won't cause ADHD or autism. Another myth is that you need to go on this extreme diet to avoid developing autism or ADHD. The reality is that you have a genetic predisposition to all the things, consuming things that are deemed bad aren't necessarily the cause of ADHD or autism, but it can increase the symptoms of both. Really, it's simple. Does your body need something to function? If yes, consume it. If no, try to limit the intake. Extreme diet changes aren't needed to create a healthy environment for your gut. Exercise and physical activity are often recommended as part of a comprehensive approach to managing ADHD and autism. Can you discuss the relationship between nutrition, exercise, and these conditions, as well as how to fuel the body properly for optimal performance? When you exercise, your brain releases chemicals called neurotransmitters, including dopamine, which helps with attention and clear thinking. People with ADHD and autism often have less dopamine than usual in their brain. While exercise can't cure you of ADHD or autism, it can help with the anxiety side of the symptoms. Eating a well-balanced diet is important because vitamins and minerals play a key role as cofactors in helping the body make those important neurochemicals and an overall brain function. Finally, we'd love to hear your personal story of how making changes to your diet has impacted your life with ADHD. What improvements have you seen? What advice would you give to others who are considering making changes 
to their nutrition as a way to manage their ADHD or autism symptoms. For me, being able to function in the brain fog were my two biggest downfalls of having ADHD. Changing my diet to a low inflammatory diet and adding in the extra supplements was life-changing. I felt like I could be me without sacrificing my personality. That was lost when I was taking the medication. I was really zombie-like. No person is going to be the same, so things that work well for others might not be for you. My biggest piece of advice is to start slow. Don't make all these huge changes and expect to stick with them because you won't. I think that's the biggest thing we ADHDers do best is start something we can't finish. (laughs) Make tiny small changes and incorporate them into your routine. Eventually the whole thing will become your routine and you won't have to stress about it as it's your new normal. I agree with that. And I think, you know, your biggest piece of advice being to start slow is very important because when we get excited about stuff, we want to do it all right away. I am guilty of that. I have definitely stopped medications cold turkey because (laughs) I was excited to try something else. And uh, just don't do that. You know, it can make you feel worse. It can drop you into depression. It could make you go through withdrawal and it can also really mess up a routine that you might have. You might start forgetting to take medication if you're taking others along with your ADHD medication. So definitely start slow, talk to your doctors, all that jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of ADHD. As we continue our journey together, let's stay connected beyond the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at ADHD Podcast for more insights, updates, and a sense of community. And if you're seeking further community and support, join our Facebook group, ADHD, where like-minded individuals come together to share experiences, resources, and encouragement. For our Spotify listeners, feel free to keep the conversation going by dropping your questions and comments in the Q&A section below. But most importantly, let's continue fostering empathy, connection, and understanding in our daily lives. Until next time, beautiful souls, embrace living life unapologetically in full color. Thank you.